This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. Well, for a coach that has his team in the Eastern Conference Finals as a rookie head coach, boy, Joe Missoula has been under a lot of fire over the course of the last couple weeks. Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, ESPN app. We're on Sirius XM Channel 80, and we are presented by Progressive Insurance. I'm Aaron Goldhammer. She is Shay Cornette. You can check in with us, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Tonight, Game 2, out west, Western Conference Finals. Nuggets, Lakers, presented by Indeed. Coverage starts 8 o'clock Eastern on most ESPN radio stations and on Sirius XM Channel 80. I'm fascinated, Shay, by the way LeBron is perceived by the country. Because there are times where he's been the hero and there are times where he's been the villain. And I'm trying to sort out whether right now America is rooting for the Lakers or against the Lakers or somewhere in between. Yeah, see, I I feel like a lot of America is rooting for the Lakers um, for a lot of different reasons. Last year, I remember... I think I was hosting first take um, the day after the Lakers Look at weren't going flex to the postseason. You. What show are you hosting again on uh, what network? Listen, listen, dude. Okay. I got to fulfill this contract somehow, right? <laughs> so anyways, I think I was hosting first take and Jay Will was on. And Jay Will was like, I think this is the most disappointing thing to happen in sport in the last name however many years and I sat there Jordan my husband was on there Jay Will there was a bunch of people we were all talking I think Stephen A too and we could not come up with something as disappointing as what the Lakers were a year ago all that to say to say this where the Lakers were to where they are now with the coaching changes with Anthony Davis staying healthy with the with the pieces around Anthony Davis and LeBron all gelling the way they have with them looking now to be I don't know who the favorite is to win it I would guess it's the Celtics or maybe Denver I don't think it's like the Lakers but no, with them it's Boston being, I think I'll look. okay that's what I figured with them being you know it, it's not Crazy to say that they could win it all at this point from where they were a year ago. I feel like a lot of America loves a comeback story. Um, The bubble has a little bit sometimes, for whatever reason, an asterisk around it. Like this feels like maybe it'd be a true championship for LeBron and AD. I think a lot of people are rallying behind that. You know, I don't think that Denver is a national story. Like I don't not that that either. That 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 team has galvanized anyone. but And I also think that while a lot of people didn't like LeBron in Miami, that him coming back to Cleveland and winning a championship there won the country back. Yep. I also wonder, Agreed. you know, th- there are a lot of people who sort of grew up liking LeBron. But, like, if you're a kid, you hardly remember the 2016 NBA title, let alone when LeBron won championships in 2012 and 2013. So I think for those kids, they're maybe realizing that this is their chance to see it happen again for him mm-hmm. um, at 38 years old. Because beyond this year, you know, the Lakers are just going to get a year older. They got to figure out, do they want Kyrie or are they cool with the current roster that they put together and they want to resign some of these guys? So there is sort of a last ditch chance to win a fifth vibe that I'm feeling with LeBron. Do you think that's fair? Do you think that's right? Yeah, and I think we felt it with the Warriors too. Like these are teams, players, superstars that are getting older and the window is getting smaller, 100%. By the way, Denver and Boston plus 150 to win the NBA title. They're the co-favorites. Okay. So they're tired. So that makes sense. Um, 
but I, yeah, like the window is closing on these guys. I want to see LeBron win another title. I love, I, I like watching greatness. I didn't want Tom Brady to be bad and go away and be washed up. I didn't want that. I don't care how many times you've done it. I don't want, I don't love that it's shifting to Georgia and it's not Alabama anymore in college football. I like greatness. So I want to see LeBron win again. And I, I agree with you. After what happened with Miami and taking my talents to South Beach, yeah. I think he totally redeemed himself by going home. And we've now, now we've got this newfound love for LeBron James and what he's been able to do in each city that he stopped in, right? And now with the Lakers, you know, Kobe passing, I feel like, has a lot to do with Like, there's a lot of this going on. And, Good call. And yeah. I, I, I would I, – I feel like I'd like L.A. to do it, again, outside of the bubble. It would feel a little bit more validated to me this do year. You think and that, all that to say, I do I do feel like Amer- – yeah. that is the team a lot of America, I feel like, is behind, whether you're a Lakers fan or not. Like, I don't have a dog in the fight, Yeah, but I – I'd love to see Celtics Lakers. Like I would love to see it. I I think Adam Silver would like to see it too. I don't know that Heat Nuggets is the finals that would light up the rating scoreboard for the network and for ESPN radio. But I I also wonder, you know, like sometimes we get sick of people in sports. I'll tell you, by the end of last year, I was ready for Tom Brady to retire. I think you and I hosted three different Tom Brady retirement specials on ESPN radio over the course of the last two years. Legit. Like, I was ready for it to just be over. Like, you know, we'd, we had seen enough well, drama. Bad, we'd seen him but win. he was bad. Okay. So that, that may be a part of it. But mm-hmm. sometimes I get sick of somebody in sports, and then I want them back again. There's a guy in golf who I was sick of, Bryson DeChambeau. I was happy for him to just go away, go to the live tour. I don't ever want to mm-hmm. see you play again. Now I looked. He's leading the PGA Championship in Rochester this weekend. Um, and I'm kind of like, oh, Bryson, apart, oh, Bryson DeChambeau. Like, he's back in the fold. Like, he's back in the mix. So sometimes we get sick of guys, and then as a country we dismiss them, and then we fall back in love with them. And I was just... I'd be interested for callers to chime in. Are you sick of LeBron or not? You know, are you rooting for him? Are you rooting against him? Just as a country, are we behind him or not? Triple eight say ESPN eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. Triple eight say ESPN. Is there anybody in sports you're more sick of than LeBron, or is now LeBron the guy just because he has been relevant on ESPN radio? Shay, think about this. For like 22 years, LeBron James has been a topic. You know, not for nothing. He's put himself in that situation for a lot of different reasons. But LeBron, I think, for like him, love him, don't like him for whatever reason. He's always kept a good reputation. Totally. He's always spoken about things that matter to him, whether that's political or whether that's about movements going on or whatever it is. He's always supported his kids. Every team he's gone to in every city – He's given his all to. He's won yep. championships with. So yep. whether you don't like LeBron or you love him, you got to say he's been in this profession for a long time and he's handled it with the utmost of profession. And that in itself like deserves a round of applause and for a reason for all of us to cheer for him. We'll get to your calls in just a second on this. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Canty and Carlin, I'm Aaron Goldhammer with Shea Cornette in for the guys today. LeBron did talk specifically about this series And what happened at the beginning of game one, because while the Lakers played a great second half, the first half they fell so far behind that they couldn't make up for it. What happened in the first half of game one? Here's LeBron. It took us a half the end of the game, and uh, that was pretty much the ball game right there. Uh, We got to understand that, um, you know, we got to start from from the tip off, you know, and... uh, 
they punched us in the mouth to start. You know, I think they had more offensive rebounds than we had total rebounds um, in the first half. And, um, you know, that led to um, them getting second-chance points. They also got on the fast break and killed us in the fast break in the first half, you know, and uh, it was 10 for 10 from the free throw line. So, you know, I know the game is won in 48 minutes, but they set the tone in 24 minutes, and, you know, we're playing catch-up for the, for the next 24. No doubt. So LeBron and AD combined for 12 of 22 from the field. Terrible. Uh, other three starters, 4 of 14 from the field with zero free throw attempts. So the entirety of the team was bad, as LeBron talked about. And you can't get behind in what many people believe, like you, or I don't know if we're still sticking with this in the 6 o'clock Eastern hour, um, is the best player in the NBA. Okay, Nikola Jokic. I don't know if I I'm, – I'm saying it half in jest. I'm making fun of you kind of. But I'm also saying, like, you can't – you don't have feel-it-out time. Now, what's good about these Lakers is that they were obviously on the road. So was tonight. It's not the worst thing in the world to go back home down to uh, down two games, considering you have two veteran players on your team that yeah. have been in that situation before. Agreed. However, um, you don't need to start slow two games out of the gate, and, and especially I, I actually hate for the Lakers how much we've been praising the Lakers and acting like they've run away with Game One uh-huh. after a loss. I, I think it's the worst thing for them. Like I, I, I think a little chip on everyone's shoulder, feeling like we got to figure dig ourselves out of this, would be better for them. However. Yeah. Tonight, it feels the beginning of the game feels more important than the end. For some you know, reason. Shay, it's about energy for the Lakers. I think from the beginning, they got out rebounded in that first half, thirty-six to thirteen. I and don't. What's the biggest effort stat there is? Rebounding. Rebounds, and, and that's rebounding is all effort. Like I, right. I don't know that you can be talented in rebounding at the point that almost everybody on the court is at least six-five. Like, you've got to want it. And the Nuggets just came out. It was funny. You know, the Lakers were talking about the altitude. Do you remember this exchange with Mike Breen and Jeff Mm -hmm. Van Gundy and Mark Jackson on the broadcast? Yep. And I think psychologically sometimes in Denver that gets into players' heads more than it actually is a factor in the game. So yeah, I think but it's now important. they've been there for a few days. Like that, yeah. th- that no longer is a thing. Like today, I, can't, I, that I be agree, a thing. but they can't. Jokic had twelve rebounds in the first quarter yeah. <laughs> of of game one. Like they, they just they got to do something to be able to get the ball off the glass. Which to be they did a much better job in the second half, and that's one of the reasons why they were able to came back uh, to come back. Triple Eight say ESPN is our number. Game two is on ESPN Radio tonight. Of course, you can also watch. Uh, on ESPN, game two of the Western Conference Finals between the Nuggets and the Lakers. We start with Dave and Reno. Are you sick of LeBron? Dave, you're on ESPN Radio. Uh, I am sick of basketball and sick of LeBron. The only person I may put on the same pedestal is Aaron Rodgers. Okay, well, you can't be sick of basketball in, like, the second-to-last round of the playoffs. This is the time where it matters the most, it feels like. However— like if, if you were hosting the show, what would you be talking about today? Seriously. Like, well, yeah, I, I'm a Padre fan. I'd be talking about how bad we suck. Uh, I, yeah, the San Diego Padres segment didn't quite make the rundown today. Uh, Dave, thank you for the call. Um, I mean, this is the time, like— you know, if you're a sports fan, you're going to get into basketball. Like, this is definitely the time. Melissa is in Dallas, is next up on ESPN Radio. What's up, Melissa? Hey, I am a LeBron fan. I am from Dallas, but <clears throat> I gained a lot of respect for him as a player when he was in Miami. And I think he's been a longtime steward of the game and has brought a lot to his community. So I think he's a good player to report. Thank you, Melissa. Appreciate the call. Do, do you think. 
most of America is for or against him, Shay? Uh, for. I, I think but that, that wasn't there's... always the case, right? If nope. we asked this question in I 2012. Hated... Yes. Yeah. I hated LeBron after that taking my talents to South Beach. Now, partially because I thought he was maybe going to the Bulls and I felt slighted. But I think he was like the – he like made everyone feel good during that whole free agent process. Like he thought – we all kind of thought he was going here. He's staying in Cleveland. He's going to Chicago. He's going to Miami. Yeah. And then everyone was annoyed by his press conference because it felt selfish and gross. And so I think everyone was turned off of him. But he's done a lot to redeem himself since then, I think. And I, I just the – Again, the way, where the Lakers were a year ago to the way we were talking about them throughout the season, are they going to miss the play? Like, we had a segment. Are they going to miss the play-in tournament? Yes. And now, And rightfully we're here. so, we had that segment. They started 2-10. and ten. You know what's funny? I, Jordan has a couple of defining moments of his career, both on and off the court. Like, when you talk about that night with the decision, is that the most memorable night of LeBron's career? Or was it the night he won the championship in Cleveland? Was it the night in Boston, Game 6, when he scored the 45? Was it the night in Detroit, when he scored the 25 in a row and the 29 out of 30? Like I, I, but, I mean, I've, I've basically, I'm here on this show, Shay, because I happen to fall into LeBron's orbit, right? I mean, I don't know. I guess I'm okay at this. But really, because I was associated with LeBron and because I was in Cleveland, that's why more people wanted to talk to me. More people were interested in what I had to say. Of like, he really deserves <laughs> a lot of credit for my own career. So I've had a front row seat for all of this stuff. And to try to sort out, okay, now people like him. Okay, now people don't. It's just a complicated relationship between an athlete and a group of fans. But uh, to me, right now, there's not a lot not to like. Like, okay. unless you're focused on the decision from how many years ago has that it's been over a decade. How many years ago has that been? But there are a lot of Laker haters out there, right? Jealous. Still? People that, yeah. Who? There were even Laker fans that didn't take to him right away. You know, you brought up the That I agree with, but I think Kobe the Lakers thing. have, yes. I think that there's been a lot of change of heart since that happened for a lot of different reasons. I don't know that there's haters the way there used to be. I also think in the NBA, and now we're opening a whole nother can, there's not these NBA rivalries like there used to be either mm-hmm. there's not I, mm-hmm. name one i can't think of one nba rivalry like for a minute it was the sixers and nets when we had the ben simmons situation and the harden situation yeah sure that Cavs went away warriors in a flash four straight finals Cavs uh, warriors that's War- warriors gone. warriors kings i guess got a little heated and... this year for sure a min like for one series celtics is that gonna heat? carry over is this celtics heat they've played in three conference finals i think not three of the last really? four conference finals but it doesn't feel like uh, There's angry. not Doesn't one in the th- NBA anymore. Not like Heat Knicks. Like that used to be like Bulls Knicks used yes. to be like that too. Yes. It's yes. not like that anymore. And so I think that also adds to there's not that kind of hatred like there is like with Duke Carolina or yeah. I mean I'm using Packers Bears or whatever it is like there's not that you know in the NBA anymore so I think that also helps the case for like there's no reason not to like LeBron Brandon Niowa but it sounds like you might be the the one that does <laughs> Brandon what do you think what's up Brandon well in my Midwest world it's uh LeBron drains it's time to go good riddance see you later it's been fun but you're just you're just ready for something new. Out. What, what? Why, Brandon? Uh, well, uh, like you said before, uh, taking my uh, talents to South Beach, I still have a little verp in my hanging in my throat from that. And ever since then, uh, he just couldn't didn't do it for me. I think he's just been trying to 
getting Jordan's jock and hasn't been able to do it, in, mm. in my opinion. And There's the – Brandon, thank you for the call. That's interesting. There's the Jordan people who are sick of LeBron because he's infringing on their territory. You're from Chicago. You feel um, any of that? Not at all. I think I think Brandon's a grudge holder. <laughs> I think Brandon's holding on to some things. That's what I think. No, I don't think that at all. I, 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 appreci- I appreciate what LeBron has been able to do. And – for every city, I really do. I, I I don't I don't think that at all. Clyde in Nashville agrees with me. Clyde, what do you think? Hey, Clyde. Hey, thanks for taking the call, guys. Really, really enjoying the show today. Thanks. Um, I've been a huge LeBron fan from the time his bum bumping the Hummer coming out of the high school. Yeah. But I felt that there was a period that he began to be a bit of a whiner. Um. And- then two two really interesting things happened. Aaron Rodgers came along and replaced him as uh, in that category, and I really he's changed his game. Uh, he's accepted that he's getting older. He's more of a Magic Johnson than a Michael Jordan to me now, and I found myself, much to my surprise, rooting for him. I want to see him win another one. Yeah. So anyway, I appreciate the call, and I'll, I'll continue listening. Clyde, interesting take. I think you're right about Rodgers. I think that he. I think that Rodgers is not well liked nationally. I think if we did this for Rodgers, more people would call and say no than yes. Agreed. As especially far as being, people in Wisconsin. Yeah. Well, I think now it's unless you're a Jet fan, you kind of are just. Are you sick of Aaron Rodgers? Yes, I'm very sick of Aaron Rodgers. Right. Well, he's had. I mean, come on, the back and forth, and then going on various shows and retreats and. Uh, come on, the contract signing, but is he returning every single year? There's been so much with him. Yeah, LeBron had the elbow and the decision, and was he trying to get Spo fired? I mean, there were a lot. There was a lot of Not drama surrounding him for a long time. But, but it now was sep- it was over longer periods of time. Aaron Rodgers has just happened in the last few years. It feels like. Um, pick the uh, mic underneath your chin back up to you. There, there hi. You go. So better. much better. So Thank now you. put it back under your chin and see how it sounds. Bye bye. No, no, put it further, this further, further. This further is under. this is not a good game to play on the air. I don't want to play this Coming game up anymore. Next, on <laughs> Canty and Carlin. Stop. We'll keep weighing in. How do you feel about LeBron? That's next. Canty and Carlin, presented by Progressive Insurance. You can save commercial auto insurance from Progressive. Get a fast quote at progressivecommercial.com. That is progressivecommercial.com. I'm Aaron Goldhammer with Shay Cornette. This is Canty and Carlin. Stay with us. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Canty and Carlin, the podcast. The NBA Playoffs. Jokic with one will rise, contested triple, goes home at the end of the third. A rainbow finding the pot of gold. A win by one or be by win by 20 this time of day, it doesn't matter. A win is a win. Continuing coverage of the NBA Playoffs on Canty and Carlin. Well, it's one of the biggest games in the entire history of the Denver Nuggets franchise. We will check in in the Mile High City in just a moment. Canty and Carlin. On ESPN Radio, I'm Aaron Goldhammer. She is Shea Cornette. We bring in Chad Brown. He is a host, 104.3 The Fan in Denver. Also does some work with us on ESPN Radio. Chad, how would you describe the vibe of the fans with a one nothing series lead headed into Game 2 tonight? Well, I, I think both fan bases have a reason to feel good and be optimistic. Obviously, the Nuggets got off to a great start. That historic first half from Nikola Jokic. But then the Lakers claw their way back into the game. So if you're a Nuggets fan, you're thinking, hey, if we can just play like we played in the first half, we got this series sewed up. If you're a Lakers fan, you're thinking, hey, if we can just play like we played in the second half, we can find a way to win this thing. So I think both fan bases have reasons for optimism, but certainly in Denver, they're feeling really good, not only about the win, but also for the national TV audience to be exposed to the absolute magnificence and greatness of Nikola Jokic. Okay, we're going to talk more about that. Talking to Chad Brown right now. Remember, you can tune in tonight for Game 2 of the NBA Western Conference Finals. Nuggets are hosting the Lakers. You can hear it right here on ESPN Radio, presented by Indeed. Coverage begins at 8 p.m. Eastern on most ESPN Radio stations and on Sirius XM Channel 80. Okay, so... We were talking earlier about that, Nikola Jokic, and it feels like maybe this is the first time people are really getting eyes on him, and especially in these crucial game situations, right? And so do you think it's fair, and obviously I know you have a different perspective because you are in Denver, um, Chad, but do you think it's fair to say that he is the best player in the NBA right now? Uh, I'll go with the statement that Jalen Rose said at halftime of game one. He's the best offensive player in the league right now as great as the, the Joker is, and we saw a number of great things from him defensively uh, this last game, he's a little, a little bit slow-footed on the defensive end. So I will say the greatest offensive weapon. Uh, when he is able to rebound like he did in game one, not only is he the best rebounder for the Nuggets, but now you put the ball into the best passer for the Nuggets' hands and maybe the best passing big man of all time. Chad, what would Jokic have to do to get at least on the level of John Elway and Peyton Manning in Denver sports lore? He's got to win a championship. And I think that's not just, you know, local in, in Denver, but we can also see, you know, in Denver we talk about the disrespect nationally that the Nuggets get and that Nicola gets. Um, with Joel Embiid essentially kind of lobbying to get the MVP this year when the Joker just keeps his mouth shut and tries to go out and be the best basketball player he can, we certainly in Denver thought he was deserving of a third consecutive MVP. And I think this playoff performance he had two nights ago versus Wade 
76ers and Joel Embiid's season ended, uh, has made the case locally that absolutely we are, right? And nationally, you guys haven't been paying enough attention to the Nuggets and how good the Joker actually is. Talking to Chad Brown right now. You can hear him on 104.3 The Fan in Denver and follow him on Twitter at ChadBrown94. Okay, so we know how good Nikola Jokic is, like, uh, right? Like him not having a triple-double feels like somehow we're limiting him, and that's a success in the Lakers' eyes. But now who else on that team, who needs to be the X factor in order for the Nuggets to run away with a, a two-game series lead on the Lakers tonight? Well, Jamal Murray needs to play, you know, his better side of basketball. There's a certain inconsistency in his game, but if he's playing good basketball, then that means he's more than a capable number two to the Joker. And then Michael Porter Jr., uh, there's a certain coolness, slight disengagement to his game that I think can be a little maddening, but we saw him dive on the floor in the fourth quarter for the Nuggets in game one. We saw him hit a number of key shots in game one. If those two guys can play their better brand of basketball, that gives the, the Nuggets a one, two, three punch, and I don't think the Lakers can quite match. Do you think Denver's intimidated by LeBron or no? Uh, I don't believe so. I don't believe so. Maybe LeBron five years ago or ten years ago, they may have been. But the fact that they lost to this Lakers team with LeBron on the end of the Chad? Chad? I think they're recognizing that there's a lot going on this season uh, that leads to them being able to seize this opportunity and surpass just the Western Conference Final into the NBA Finals. Uh, Chad, last question for me here. Uh, as we head into do- Game 2 tonight, obviously this game in Denver, and then the series shifts to L.A., how do you see these next few games going? Do you think that uh, the Nuggets wrap it up tonight? Not wrap it up, but they get a W tonight at home. They go up to not like how do you see the rest of this series playing out? Sorry, I lost you for a little bit there. Um, okay. I think the Lakers are going to respond uh, fast. We saw the Nuggets come out and, and to steal a phrase from my coach, Bill Cowher, he punched the Lakers in the mouth first. The Nuggets did. So the Lakers are not going to allow the Nuggets to get up to a fast start like that tonight. And the Lakers are going to be more aggressive, not dipping their toe in the water, but come out very aggressive to start. And it'll be a little bit more of an even game back and forth uh, than we saw in game one. But I see the Nuggets being a deeper team overall, particularly in the starting five, and that will give them a slight edge in this series and winning probably in game six or game seven. Chad, we know each other a little bit. I grew up in Denver, close to where you live now. I have a theory. Tell me if you think I'm crazy. I think until he beats the Chiefs, Russell Wilson should be sitting in the third deck, not courtside. Your thoughts? <laughs> well, Sean Payton, since becoming the Broncos head coach, has asked for anonymous donors, basically. Keep your mouth shut. He recognizes there was far too many hype videos and Russell Wilson slow motion walking into stadiums last year for his comfort level. Nathaniel Hackett certainly played into all that as a Broncos head coach. So I think this Russell Wilson taking a step back uh, from a social media, from a publicity standpoint, is smart. Uh, but to your point, uh, I think to be courtside of the NBA game, I don't want to say Russell Wilson can't do that. I certainly think he needs to play better, but I don't ban him from Nuggets courtside seats. Alex English deserves it. Fat lever, let him sit courtside. Russ? You sit up with uh, the Goldhammer family in the third deck at Ball <laughs> Arena. Chad, appreciate the time. Thank you. Thanks for having me on, guys. I appreciate that, it. That's Chad. Chad Brown is a co-host the Players Club, 104.3 The Fan in Denver. This is a unique one, Shay, for me because uh, game uh, the, the game starts 8.30 tonight. Yeah. 
We get off the air 7 o'clock. This is all Eastern time, of course. And I have my parents in town. They have offered to watch our kids and let my beautiful wife, Allie, and I go out to dinner together, which, as you know, is a real rarity. Yes, I do know. So I'm capitalizing on that, but it also means that I'm probably going to miss the beginning of the game. Is it okay or not for me to have the phone out watching the game tonight at the dinner table, or does my wife deserve my full and complete attention? We debate that, plus the play of the night is coming next and three and out. Tune in. Game two, West Finals tonight. Nuggets Lakers presented by Indeed. Coverage starts 8 o'clock Eastern on most ESPN radio stations and on Sirius XM Channel 80. We are Canty and Carlin. Actually, Aaron Goldhammer and Shea Cornett in for the guys <laughs> on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. This is the Canty and Carlin podcast. Time to earn some cash. The taste of money. The smell of wealth. Canty and Carlin's best play of the night. The taste of money. We are presented by Progressive Insurance on Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN app. I'm Aaron Goldhammer. She is Shay Cornett. It is time for our plays of the night. And Shay is deep in the prop bet bath. Right now, so I will pass the microphone over to you. What is happening over there, Shay? All right, play of the night. I'm going to go with Nuggets, and I'm going to lean heavy into the Jamal Murray stat line because I feel like that's where we can make our money. We don't know how the Lakers are going to approach Nikola Jokic. There's been a lot made of Rui Hachimura. I'm staying away from it. feel a little more confident in what Jamal Murray is going to bring or maybe not bring tonight. So uh, here we go. Prop bet, and I'm going to do a parlay of points. Rebounds and assists. Okay. 25 and a half points is the line for points for Jamal Murray. I'll take the under. He's averaging just over 22 in this series. I think that he goes under in game two tonight because I think the Lakers are actually going to beat the Denver Nuggets. Boards, the line is four and a half. I'll take under for boards as well. He's averaging about five rebounds in this series. Again, I think the Lakers are going to be better. Jamal Murray can lean a little bit more on Jokic for the rebounds. Give me under in terms of four and a half there. And then I'll go over for the assists. Five and a half is the line for Jamal Murray on assists. I'll go over on assists. He's averaging right around that in this series. I think maybe he dishes out six, seven dimes tonight. So I'll go Mm. under in points, under in boards, over in dimes, Jamal Murray. And you can get it at plus 440. Now I know some people are watching the Western Conference Finals and the Conference Finals in the NBA and in the NHL, but... Shay, I'm much more focused on the bigger deal sporting event right now, which is uh, the ATP in Rome uh, as we're getting ready for the French Open for those tennis fans out there. And I think there is money to be made on Medvedev tonight over Tsitsipas. Match starts 5 a.m. Eastern time. Take Medvedev plus the 124. Somehow Tsitsipas is the minus 150 favorite, which I don't know who's making these lines Caesar Sportsbook, but I would bang it with uh, two or three units on Medvedev plus the 124. It's time for us to get to three and out. <laughs> Sometimes it's the worst. Sometimes it's the best. Best. Either way, we'll get you straight with everything you need to know. This is... Three and out. 
Hammer and Shea Cornette in for the guys. Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. And three and out, we're going to start with what I teased there just a moment ago. The tease is like when you get everybody excited about a topic and then you hit the commercial to get them to keep listening. Um, Shay, I'm going to a dinner with my wife tonight, but I'm also a huge Nuggets fan since I'm two years old. I've never seen them make the NBA Finals before. They're playing in the West Finals against LeBron and the Lakers. What is the rule about a TV on in the background at the restaurant or the game on the phone while we're sitting at the table? Your thoughts. The game on the phone is trash. Can't have it. And this is coming from me and my husband both work in sports too. So like even that moment, I would be like, no, we go somewhere where there's a TV within sight. Peer over, check the score, something serious happens. You're kind of in the know, but you don't have to necessarily focus. It's not a distraction at the table. It's Uh in the background. Maybe it's a casual place you're going to dinner tonight, or maybe there's a TV in the bar. Acceptable. Phone at the table, not. What about the DVR? Is there any way I could get away with that, or is it going to be spoiled regardless of what I happen? Trying to start the game late, DVRing. Is that a thing sports fans still do or no? I I do it, especially when I have to be up early for work the next morning. Like if I have an early sports center or something, I'll do it so that I can at least like go back and see things I maybe missed or plays or end of the game, whatever. I don't think it's terrible, but I think if you're going to be able to catch the second half, is it really necessary? Like, come on. You're still going to be able to watch some of the games. It's like you're missing the entire thing. That is true, and I'm getting the second half, which, as we know in the NBA, obviously, is the most important part of the so, game. I'm not, no. I'm not breaking any news there. Uh, thank you to our uh, colleague Mina Kimes, who, of course, is an NFL analyst with us at ESPN. She was posting on social media about this earlier today. A budget-savvy bride who sparked furious debate after revealing that she got Chili's, the restaurant, to cater her wedding for 20 bucks a guest, I actually think this is kind of brilliant, Shay. What's the debate? What could anyone possibly mad be mad about with this? Isn't wedding food the worst? Like, who's looking forward to – how many weddings have you ever been to where you're like, oh, the food was just fantastic? It's not a lot. chicken and – yeah. Yeah, right. not and- a lot. This would be a fantastic change-up. I love Chili's queso. I'll have it every day. Chili's, if you're listening, find me on Twitter. Like, awesome. really. Can you imagine the awesome blossom? Exactly. The baby back ribs. They have a chicken the fa- fajita the fa- salad fa- that's The fajitas fire. are good. Yeah. The chocolate milkshakes, I'll say, are sleepers because they Phenomenal. put chocolate sprinkles the on the top. The desserts are highly underrated. With you. I this actually, is brilliant. I don't know, why aren't more people... Why is this controversial, though? Seriously, capitalizing on this? Capitalizing on doing this. At a, now, the problem is, as we know, uh, Shay, the venues are not going to be too thrilled about this because they make all their money on the stupid catering. They don't want you bringing chilies in to do your wedding. But I think this should be a... For chilies, this is a whole new side hustle of their business that they've never thought about before. What I'm wondering is, did she sell a false bill of goods? Did she say it wasn't Chili's? Like, oh, we're just getting baby back ribs from, you know, this caterer. Then, controversial. The idea, brilliant. I want to know this bride. Who is she? Can she she, be friends with me? She revealed the whole thing cost $1,900 to feed all of her wedding guests? Amazing. How is she not president? Exactly. Exactly. Madison Mulkey of Georgia tied the knot with her longtime boyfriend, Greg. In March, they decided to serve food from Chili's on their big day. And while their choice resulted them in them saving thousands of dollars, it left the Internet divided. In a video shared on TikTok earlier this week, 
Madison explained that they spent under two grand to feed the hundred guests, twenty bucks a person. According to the Knot, the average price for wedding catering is seventy-five bucks a head. Oh Gross. my gosh! So therefore, she still remains genius, and this is a great idea. And I love chicken chilies. tenders. Listen to this menu: chicken tenders, yes; mm-hmm. sliders, yes; <laughs> egg rolls, yes. Oh yeah, chips and salsa. Cajun chicken pasta and salad, as well as five specialty meals for people who were gluten or dairy free. Love it. I think this deserves a standing ovation. It really does. I mean, what a. I wish I could have chilies for dinner tonight. I don't know what I got downstairs, but it's not chilies. I'm sad about it. All right. Well, I'm going to dinner with my wife, but I'm not going to be watching on my phone. I'm going to be watching at the bar. Shay, always fun to work together. Joe and Amber are next, followed by Game 2 of a certain Western Conference basketball series. You're listening (laughs) to ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast.